0: Welcome to Y11 Audio. I'm Alex Alvarado and thank you for listening. This is Ypsilanti's College Football Podcast. You can read Ypsilanti's College Football newsletter at ipsy11.com. 21 0 Jacksonville State, Eastern Michigan. Eastern suffers its first shutout of the year over the weekend. Its first shutout since 2014, since getting blanked. 65 nothing back in 2014. That stunk then. That was just a really, really, you know, obviously awful for a lot of reasons back then. That was the first year of Creighton's coaching tenure here. Now into year 10, going to Jacksonville State, facing Rich Rod for the first time. Different set of scenarios. Wasn't a 65 nothing blundering. Wasn't a game where Eastern was just absolutely pantsed and. Every phase of the game, Eastern looked really good. Eastern even turned the ball over. Uh, Well, it got a turnover on down, so it was close to a fumble. Didn't really matter. It was fourth down at the goal line, down 21, nothing in the fourth quarter. Like, you show me a team that, you know, that didn't want to totally give up in a game that just looked ugly and just didn't look like it was ever going to progress. You know, it's one of those things where, like, if the offense isn't doing its part and the defense only is, you know, it's just continually showing up, showing up, showing up, maybe not getting all the plays it wants to. It didn't create all the all the tackles for loss, didn't create so many sacks, didn't have so many takeaways, didn't have any of the things that it liked to have for itself going, but still started making plays, it still kept the ball in front of them for the most part. You know, Jacksonville State, the way I saw the matchup was that if Jacksonville State was going to hit the over in this game, whatever it was, it was I think it was in the 50s, right? One, Eastern was going to have to score some points, which didn't happen. But two, where Jacksonville State could get dangerous on the scoreboard is if it, you know, built on 40-yard run, 40-yard run, 60-yard run, 40-yard run, 60-yard run, and made long, explosive plays that way. Not too many of that, which was good to see. But of course, what are we talking about here when it comes to Eastern? It's Right now, it's the quarterback position that has been the position of emphasis lately, the position that everybody's staring at and is like saying that if this doesn't improve if the game doesn't improve from this position nothing else matters mitch thomas x punts don't matter the defense's takeaways and stops the end zones the the goal the red zone stops the ability of the running back position the hunger out of the wide receivers the development of the tight ends none of that matters none of that matters if we're not completing passes if we're not making reads, and if we're not moving the ball downfield. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And so in this game, you know, I felt that if the defense was able to limit the explosives, I figured that if it got into the red zone, like red zone offense for Jacksonville State, Style-wise, I felt like EMU was going to match up well and better in the red zone, which it did, it seemed like. But the offense, it didn't matter because the offense could have faced anybody, but it just looked like it lost to Ghosts. It looked like it was just beating itself half the time. Jacksonville State got after it, 13 tackles for loss out of them. Confused the heck out of the O-line. Yeah, that did a lot, you know. Austin Smith sacked 5 times, Aiku Dengwu sacked once. Like really quickly. Let's I'm just going to read off some of my stats that I uh, that I put into my game recap over the weekend. And then some other ones as well. 2.4 yards of offense per play. 45% pass completion rate. 16 incompletions, 3 of them were interceptions. 1.6 yards per rush. Yeah, that's going to happen once you uh, become really one-dimensional. 1 for 15 on third downs. Nothing on fourth. Only 10 total first downs. 8 punts. Turn the ball over twice on downs. And then, of course, the shutout. On game on paper, let me just like read through some of the stats on here. Uh, And of course, like a lot of these numbers are historically based, which is why it has like what percentile each team lands on based on what it is. For example, EPA per play, expected points added per play. On average, Eastern was in the 0th percentile. That checks out. Success rate, 24%. First percentile. Yeah, that checks out. Havoc rate, 99th percentile, 27%. That's really damn good. That's really damn good. Considering how much damage Jacksonville Jacksonville State could have put on, 83 total plays for them, yeah, definitely. Defensive run stuff rate, 9%, 0th percentile. That sucks. Explosives is what I, I, I love to look at, though. Um, explosives and success rate. Success rate for Eastern Michigan, 24%, 1st percentile. Jacksonville State was at 45%, 68th percentile. Um, explosive play rate, though, 2% for Eastern, 4% for Zach Jacksonville State. 2% for Eastern. 2%. Believe me, that number needs to go up before the scoreboard number does because that's that's how it's going to happen. Eastern is going to have to find its way into explosives at this point because... There haven't been really any sustained drives this season. A lot of the scores have been from special teams and really, really long runs, really big plays. Moving forward, I think that's going to be what Eastern's going to try to find for. Yeah, I, they always try to find for explosives. Of course. But man, they are really going to have to. Lean on any future explosives as a crutch for this offense moving forward. Explosive special teams plays, too. Let's include that. The O-line, I'm not sure how much I love it right now. It's had some tough tasks. Held its own against UMass. Lost too many battles against Jacksonville State. You know, against Mack play, anything can happen. I know that's a cop-out answer, but it's true. A lot of these guys, I think the good part for, say for the starting five that have been on the field since game one of the year, at least they've stayed on their feet for the most part. The biggest changes have been, you know, Dimitri Douglas and Brock Jordan, Brock Roman, I'm sorry. They've been kind of trading off some time a little bit more Dimitri Douglas, but Brock has been... Finishing games, he had he's had some nice blocks in the Jacksonville State game. Let's see. Looking at the total snaps for this season, um, Mickey Re, Mickey Revolinski, Alex Howie, Brian Dooley, they have not been taken off the field. It doesn't look like at all this this year. Zach Conti's right there. Those four are the top four snap havers this year for the offense, and then Dimitri Douglas is at. Seven uh, with 157 total snaps. At least these guys are staying on the field. But we haven't seen Chris Mayo. We haven't seen too much of Dan Sunderman, the D2 grad transfer. You know, I do wonder if something is going on with them, especially Mayo, uh, considering how high of a level of recruit he was coming out of high school. He'd definitely be a good fix for this O line. The quarterbacks could definitely help out some, though. You know, there are times where, you know, five sacks, it's that's gotta be a shared responsibility there. Five guys on the O line plus the quarterback. The quarterback could at some point, you know, throw the ball away, get the ball out of his hands some ways that are necessary. But generally, of course, that's not the only thing that's been wrong with this quarterback room. It's just not completing passes at all. For the year, Eastern is just one of four teams nationally with a yards per te- yards per attempt average that's under five. It's at 4.8 right now. It's 125th in completion percentage. You know, against Jacksonville State, Austin Smith was 6 of 11. Ike, 7 of 18. Three shared picks, six shared sacks. Tried getting J.B. Mitchell working down the sidelines on some deep routes. He's playing in probably in front of a lot more family because he lives in the state. Seven targets, three catches. His longest was only 14 yards, and that was, oh gosh. And that was like a fourth and 25, third and 25 situation, something like that. Not exactly like the long reception he was looking to have that day. Samson Evans. When Samson Evans, you know, bless him, but when Samson Evans is the team's leading receiver for a game, that's not a good sign. Three catches, 26 yards for him. Von Swinton, 22, car- 22 yards on three catches out of him. And, and, and it's, it's hard to really count the receiving stats and kind of judge who's doing well and who's not based on, you know, when mo- when most of the time passes don't hit their hands at all. The, the you know the pa- when the passing game is just struggling to you know get to the receivers in the first place. How do you judge receiving stats? It's really hard to do that. You just have to look back at the tape and you know just think of like the good events. Think of in like like J.B. Mitchell was targeted at least three times on deep routes. Three more tar- three more times on deep routes that just went over his head or just did nothing. Running the ball, it looks like Jalen played a lot more than Sampson, but by a snap down they were pretty much down the middle. Um, but running the ball, Jackson seventeen times, eighty three yards. Evans three times, six yards. Oh, I'm sorry, seventy six yards for Jackson, six yards for Evans. And no touchdowns out of either of them. Longest rush of the day was 18 yards. It's an exciting 18 yards, but man, he really had to work for that too. And what, what ended up happening after that? Just a, just a good old-fashioned punt. Speaking of good old-fashioned punts, oh my goodness, man. Mitch Thomasek, Mitch Thomasek, really quickly. 72-yard punt in the second quarter. Then, the very next one would have been for 74, 75 yards, but a roughing the kicker penalty moved him up one, moved the offense up a little bit, gave them a new set of downs, and then he had to re-kick for something much shorter than that. Had that punt stayed on the board, though, he would have been one of one punters in America to have multiple 70-yard punts in the same season. Uh, for this year, he's already one of five to record a 70 plus, and he's also already breaking school records with this right now for the season, 23 punts, 1079 yards, an average of 46.9. The school record for a season is Jake Julian in 2021 with a 45.9, and then second place Austin Barnes in 2014, 44.6. The longest career average for an Eastern punter right now is, of course, again, Jake Julian. Finished with an average of 44. Thomas Eck over his first two seasons, 44.3 and 46.9, he has an average for his career of 45.1. He's already wor- working at a rate to leave Eastern as the best punter ever after Eastern just graduated as best punter ever. That's a hell of a... That's awesome. That is much better than... I I don't really know what... If I had any expectations for what Jake Julian's replacement was going to be, I don't really know... (laughs) I mean, I don't think too much about how good is the punter going to be year in and year out. I just kind of hope for the best. And I'm sure you take the same approach too. But whatever I thought talent-wise of the next punter entering college. Haven't seen him do anything before. Obviously not somebody that transferred anywhere. How are you supposed to know how good a punter is until he goes out there and boots two physical 70-plus yard punts in the same game? Not a practice, but a game. Hats off to Mitch Thomasek, man. Like, he he really did have a career day. Like, an all-time day for him. That's a day. He's got to print out that box score and save it. Like, save that. Keep that. And also the film, too, of course. That way we can watch it, but. Big day out of him. And it sucks because it's never really a great sign when we go from. The offense is struggling, but boy, oh boy, that that punter. Having covered or having followed Eastern for a minute now, at least. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty good about knowing how that feeling goes, and I don't really love uh being like, oh, offense sucks, but boy, the punter's great because uh, you know, that's doesn't mean your team's in an overall great spot. But I don't know, man. I, I'm still of the mindset that I'm seeing where the points are at on the field. It's not for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of talent, I don't think. It's just for a lack of execution. It really is that. Like guys are getting open. Right? The plays are there, the calls are there. They might not be perfect. There might be there might be some ex, uh some argument to say that Eastern might be not spreading it out enough but I don't think it really matters if you know you can we could have Randy Moss out there but if we're not gonna like throw the ball within his area it doesn't really matter who's out there playing receiver 11, 12 13 drives the most plays in a drive against Jacksonville State was nine ended up turning it over on there. Turnover on downs. By yards, the longest drive that Eastern had against Jacksonville State was the opening drive. 30 yards. Ended in a punt. And that's how you close out non-conference play. That is how you do it. Uh feeling worse than you did coming into the year offensively. Not having a clear. Like Model of offense that you're gonna run with every week. Right now, it is picking and choosing, hoping for the best, and trying to create something. Try to try to create these negatives into positives. But how do you do it when you don't really know who should play quarterback when and what are the true like? strengths that they're giving you at the time. Like the situation in short is the two best options EMU has at quarterback are not D1 starter ready at this moment, not right now. And that's, that's the problem. That's not a problem that you want to have entering week five, entering Mac play, going on the road to face central Michigan, your rival. That's not exactly a great feeling to have at this moment of time. Also could have been avoided. And so now because Eastern's in a spot where, (laughs) oh, good Lord, like how, how tough does the rest of the year look for them? You know, entering the year, I thought that these first four games would be used for progress in the offensive game. Play out of the Howard game, however nasty that got. And try to show some gradual improvement through the air. I thought Austin was going to be able to at least show that he was going to be like a 60% passer. But that's just not the case right now. And that's what Eastern needs. It needs just a 60% passer out there. But going down the list, going to Central next. They're looking a little bit better. Not excellent. Not up to championship caliber, I'd say. But they're showing some fight. Better than I thought they'd show at this point in the year. Ball State looking a lot worse. Kent State. Okay, they have some fight to them, though. NIU. Yeah, they beat Boston College, but NIU is looking really, really terrible. Uh, So your next few games, still very beatable if you can prove it. But if you end up losing to... Central, Ball State, Kent State, NIU. My opinions about Eastern are going to change dramatically. Then you go to Western, then you go to Toledo. Both of those teams just played each other, showed a lot of life, a lot of fight, especially for Western. Toledo ended up pulling it out. Uh, Akron and Buffalo to end the year. Still don't really love the way they're playing. Uh, Buffalo, 0 and 4 right now. That I didn't. That I didn't see happening. Like, I'm almost surprised to see 0-4 right now than I am to see, like, them start the years 0-3 the last two seasons. Wow, 0-4. That's not good for them. Uh, Akron, they did go to four overtimes with Indiana. I don't know. Long dramatic pause for a reason. I don't know. Akron, Indiana going to four overtimes. Yeah, sounds about right. Dodged a bullet with Miami. Definitely dodged a bullet with Ohio. Bowling Green, potential bullet to be dodged. Um, I don't particularly love the way Bowling Green is constructed, but they play pretty competently. I think Bowling Green, I don't know. I I still got to check out on them, but, uh, you get to avoid those. You feel, I, I've seen projections that still say that Eastern's bound to finish with seven wins on the year, win five more games. I think that's, that definitely makes a lot of sense. You have a lot that you need to prove over the next three weeks in particular. You really need to show a lot of improvement over Central Week, over Ball State Week, and over Kent State Week. Those are still going to be the weakest opponents probably on the schedule, I'd say. Maybe NIU, if it just ends up getting like a lot worse than what it's shown already. Um, and if like Rocky Lombardi is just not it this year, wow, that... Did not see him getting pulled as a... That was out of my bingo card. But entering non-conference play, 21-0. That's just a tough feeling, man. It's just such a brutal, brutal, tough feeling to end non-con play heading into MAC play like that. And again, I love two-thirds of this team. I really do. Like, the defense, sure, there's some long plays that could be fixed. There is and Creighton addressed addresses in the press conference and after like rewatching it a little bit I see what he's I see where he's saying it some of these like longer plays some of the first downs that were given up against Jacksonville State would have been tackles for loss in flag football but the tackling has just been missing a little bit in some areas and the red zone is just totally there the red zone the stops are there the passions are there I I totally totally different story after the 25 and the 20 like the red area the red zone great looking defense in the green area eh? there's gonna be some missed tackles out there there shouldn't be but there are i don't know just want to do something quick just wanted to look back at Jacksonville State one last time. We have Central Michigan coming up. Thinking about making the trip. I'm not hundred percent sure yet. I'm gonna probably make my decision in the next mm, two hours after I hit end record on here. But I do want to hear from you. I just I, I I am I am curious from the friends that listen to this podcast. How are you feeling? Like where? What do you think? The biggest struggle outside of quarterback play. Let's say that. Outside of quarterback play, what do you, the Eastern fan listening to this, think the biggest struggle on offense or this team is? Um, One thing I'm going to end on a on a better positive note: penalties have been terrible. Penalties penalties coming into the Jacksonville State week terrible. Twenty five total flags thrown against them against Jacksonville State. How many penalties did Eastern have? How many penalties? Just three. Three penalties for 15 yards lost. That is definitely a step in the right direction. That is that is a pace of penalties that I could be happy with every single week. Seriously, three, 15 yards lost? Yeah, that's fine. Would rather have zero, not three. Would rather have zero, not 15. But if that's the trade, like I'll, I'll take that. Because that means you're not shooting yourself in the foot so much in dumb ways. Like the offense is struggling enough as is. Eastern's beating Eastern on offense too much. You don't need Eastern beating Eastern with penalties too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Y11 Audio. If you like what I do, hit subscribe. If you love what I do, all I ask for is $6 a month, and you can get it all at ipsy11.com. I'm Alex Alvarado, and thanks again.